This is Healing Through Love. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna and I'm just a 32-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some incredible friends and loved ones, as well as some experts in the field of dating, relationships, healing and wellness, and everything in between. Today, I'm going to get to talk to the incredible Romeo Johnson. Romeo is a 43-year-old writer and model actively pursuing his dreams. With a mix of fashion and day-to-day life content, he shares the highs and lows of being a content creator through his eyes. So excited for you guys to hear my talk with Romeo. He definitely keeps it 100 all the way. Um, But before we get into that, just a reminder, if you are loving this podcast, please consider giving a five-star review. It really helps in extending the reach. Also, if you are able to support financially, you can become a monthly donor to the podcast by hitting the link inside of the show notes. You can select any amount and truly any penny helps in just extending the growth of the podcast. So thank you so much. As always, please Please share, tag us on social media by tagging at solidarity underscore media. You can also head to solidaritymediaproductions.com to learn about more of the exciting things we have coming up. Lastly, if you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, we have some polls and questions at the bottom of each episode that you can um, play along with and submit your answers to. Okay, enough housekeeping. Let's get to the talk. All right. Hello, everyone. I have with me today Romeo Johnson, an incredible writer, model, content creator. Romeo, how are you doing today? Um, I'm excellent. And uh, thank you for having me this evening. Thank you. I appreciate you. you reaching out and letting <laughs> me join your join your your fun. Yeah, no, it's it's been you talk about fun. It's been fun, like just watching you getting to know you via the social media land. Um, That's kind of where Romeo and I connected. I was very uh, drawn to your content, (laughs) which, you know, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, But uh, yeah, I just want to kind of like start by maybe um, you want to tell us a little bit about like your um, your upbringing, but specifically like how you were taught to love. Okay, so uh, my upbringing is kind of odd. Um, I want to say I was raised by a single mother, although I had a stepfather in a house. He just wasn't like, uh, wasn't doing like man shit. It's kind of like still just being raised by like my mother. So it was basically being raised by a single mother and learning through her. Um, And she did the best she could basically uh, with what she knew. And she was like a young mother as well. So um, I think she was just going through her own shit because, you know, she had my brother who's older. It was him and I, and she was just kind of like hustling to, to, to make it through and like living in the city. It was expensive even back then. Um, so I want to say I learned how to love through her and uh, I love mom. But thanks to therapy, uh, I know that I just had to unlearn a lot of things because I was learning through like her traumas and not and her not even know knowing that she was going through those traumas. So I picked up a lot of that shit. And so the older that I've gotten, I've just had to do a lot of unlearning. Um, It's not to say it's bad. It's just, you know, at different times, different generations, they were just raised different by another set of people that didn't go to therapy and another set of people that had their own trauma so it's kind of like passed down um but i don't know if that answered your question but yeah that was 
That's yeah. My dog, no, I I can definitely relate to a lot of that. Like I I one I grew up in a, a military household, so it was very much just not an emotional place. Like there's no emotional availability. But then also, yeah, I think I think part of it was also growing up in a in a you know family of color, right? I'm I'm half Mexican and black. Um, in the, within the community, like therapy isn't really like a thing, right? Like wellness and mental health, trauma, like all of those, all of that just feels, to me at least, it feels relatively new and relatively like acceptable now as I'm older than definitely, you know, when I was a kid, it was very much like figure it out and, you know, learn yeah. as you go. Um, can you tell me a little of like, like maybe one or two of the things that you realized you needed to unlearn? Uh, sure. So... My brother was older and we are complete opposites. It's like he's super introvert and I'm just fucking wild child. So um, my mom kind of gravitated to me because I was into sports and, and I was outspoken. And so in a sense, now that I'm older, like I, I, I knew I was being favored, but I didn't know why because she was at my sports events, like all of them. Um, she was always championing me, championing me and, you know, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. But she also played sports. And so she loved sports. And being that my brother wasn't into sports, it was more like comic books and like computers and stuff. She didn't really know how to relate to that. Um, so it was just being kind of like favored and not baby, but always, always like, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. So Growing up, it was more or less like I was just super competitive. And it wasn't it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I realized that I didn't have to be number one. And so that took like a lot of like adjusting because I always thought I was number one. Like with my mom, like she'd give me like number one t-shirts, best winner and all the other shit. So like it's just little things like that that like you grow up with and you really don't think anything of it until you get older and then you realize like, oh, there's so much competition now, you know, the older I get and there's people that are bigger, stronger, taller. So um, it was more of an adapting thing with that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I can really relate to that too. I, I have a younger brother, um, but I, I think being the older daughter in the family and then also just like, I was also the oldest of like all my cousins and everything too. Like I was sort of prized as like the good one and like you got to get good grades and be this. And and it did instill that sort of like competitive kind of nature or just like failure was really hard for me or being rejected was like really hard because yeah. I was getting a lot of that validation. Um, and so like I would just have like this really high standard and, you know, particularly as it related to like my relationships, then I just like, I would refuse to even get into a relationship because like, I just didn't think anybody was going to be like good enough for a really long time. But then also feeling like I wasn't good enough either to receive love and stuff. Um, can we talk a little bit about your early dating days? Like how was dating for you in like young adulthood? Dating? I really wouldn't say I dated because uh, I didn't really have that, that male role model in the house. So I wasn't taught how to love a woman or like, what females were like outside of like the game that my mom gave me and my mom put me on like excellent game uh when I was younger and one of the major things she said to me was um so you're an attractive guy and you're going to meet a lot of women and she said 
um, if you start off giving, giving, giving to a woman, then she's always going to expect, expect, expect. She was like, what I want you to do is if you were at a bar or whatever, you know, and you guys are enjoying each other's company, she's allowed to buy you a drink, you know, and just like you're allowed to buy her a drink. And I, I, I would let you always remember that you can meet someone in the middle. And I've always like saved that nugget because for so long outside of her, it was always over oh, a guy's supposed to do this and a guy's supposed to do that and a guy's supposed to do this. But like having my mother telling me this, like, it's okay. You know, and that's, it doesn't always have to be that way because you're actually sending the wrong message. Um, and that was just from her, like just giving me like game. And so that was special to me as far as relationships in my twenties, I was just a hoe. And like, <laughs> I don't know. Am I supposed to be honest on here or no? Am I supposed yeah, to be honest? Yeah, no, oh, yeah, no. We love I it. Mean, Please. If, in my twenties, <laughs> like it was just just a hoe like you know it was it was <laughs> I wasn't I knew I wasn't worried about being married and I knew I wasn't like worried about long term because I had so much stuff going on like I was just in like a whole survival mentality that it was like I know I knew back then I couldn't attach anybody to like me trying to survive so I wasn't thinking about like a wife so I was like all right let me just be a hoe and that's just yeah. that's, that's really real. I mean, I was just a hoe. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like there's not anybody who can't admit that they didn't have a hoe phase at some point in their life. Like, yeah. you know, you're young. I think also and people don't want to admit it though. Like, they don't want to admit it, but you had a hoe. I'm phase. here. I'm um, here to be real about it. I love it. But I also feel like we as a society kind of set it up so that like like, like, I don't, I didn't learn in school, like how, like you said, how to love somebody or how to like, you know, be vulnerable and be this or whatever, be the ideal partner. Like I'm learning those things now, actually. So when we, when we then go out into like our young adulthood and we're, we're making relationships, we're making connections, we do have to go through a period of just kind of figuring it out by being with multiple people by being in different types of relationships, exploring ourselves sexually, you know, emotionally, everything. So we're learning about ourselves. Um, so I, I, I don't knock anybody for having, or maybe even still being in their whole phase, like do your thing. As long as you're not out here, like hurting anybody, you know, too badly, um, you know, do your thing, learn about yourself. But, um, I definitely think like we don't society does not structure us to <laughs> to be able to just go out and know how to be the best partner or be in a, in a relationship. And also, you know, like you said, your life at that time, you know, you're young, you just want to kind of like do your thing. I'm sure you were trying to, you know, you have certain goals and dreams that you're going after. So if I don't have to have a wife and kids or anything else that might, you know, potentially pull energy from those things that I'm going after. Like, why not? Why not have that time? Yeah. You know, you're young and just enjoy that. Back in my day, like I'm a little bit older than you, but like back in my day, like how we treat social media today, it was more or less um, television shows. Like it was a lineup on Saturday night that was basically family based and you got a lot of family skills from that. So you, that was like the, the depiction of like love and it was always a man and a woman in the house and they had the kids and, it was a nice house and that was kind of and the movies we watched too there was like so many movies that was based off of this is what it's supposed to be like 
So if your parents didn't sit you down and say, this is how you love properly or whatever, you were always watching that. It was just kind of wired into you like that's what it was. And another thing you have to kind of unlearn the older you get because that's so fantasy and it's so entertainment based that it's not it's not the easiest thing, you know? Yeah, it's not real. And it's also like so far down the line in my life, right? Like those families, the parents are middle age, you know, like they're yeah, older. And so exactly. the the gap between like, you know, small childhood entertainment to like family values, you know, there was no in between, like they weren't really making, you know, those, I don't know, young adult kind of stuff no. and content that's, you know, a little more prevalent today. But yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't any kind of, I grew up in that era of just like Disney movies and wholesome Saturday, you know, family television, which wasn't real you know at all at all at all um so let's transition to like today modern life um are you dating now like how how do you date how do you meet people how, like are you still sticking to some old school ways or are you adopting like the more modern online dating things like that so i really honestly i don't believe any of this shit like i don't believe I don't believe in like the whole divide between man and woman that like you're constantly being fed on the internet. And like, I've always just been the type to do or say and like do what feels right to me. And hopefully I find somebody that like aligns with that or has similar thoughts on that. And I mean, my thoughts are kind of wild, yes. But saying that a man is supposed to or a woman is supposed to is so it just doesn't make any sense to me because it's, you don't know the past of that person. And, you know, everything that they're basing everything on is from that person's experience. So if you just come to wherever you're going to meet or wherever you're meeting somebody, you have to meet somebody like where they are and that person has to be able to meet you where you are. And um, so for me, it's, it's very tough because, um, I started like my whole social media thing, maybe about five years, I got serious about it. And like, as my, I call it my community, I call, don't call them followers. So it's like, as my community grew, um, it's hard to have a girlfriend that isn't jealous or um, that I don't have to reassure and explain things to. You know, and for me, that's that's kind of tough because that can get tiring because just in the space that I'm in, like I, I create content, you know, and I'm constantly creating. So I'm looking at it from like a complete business sense. And whereas opposed to like if you're not in that space, you may see it as all oh, the women, the women are everywhere. They're in your comments. They're this, they're that. And you're doing it for the women. But like. <laughs> I want the money. Like, I, I really don't care. I mean, I, it's beautiful. Yeah. I appreciate the compliments and that's great. But, you know, <laughs> when a power company calls, like, I can't, I can't pay the bill and compliments, you know? And so I'm so focused based on, on like my goals that it's very hard to date someone, explain where I'm going and like the direction I, I am going, like how I do my thing and them be okay with it because it's almost kind of like you 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 have to be able to jump into love blindly that's how i feel because 
everything you say you want, you're most likely going to get the opposite. And either that or that person's not prepared to give you what you want. So as far as dating, I'm always saying like, I don't want her, I don't want her like to be a certain look or whatever. I just want her to be prepared. Like, just be prepared. That's it. Like, prepare for like good, prepare for bad, but not like a whole fairy tale. Because that's not what this is. Um, so it's very tough. It's extremely tough. But I've 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 settled into that such a long time ago that I know what it is. Like, I see the signs of of everything. Like, when things are happening, like I see what's going on. And so when I meet when I meet a woman, I'm always like, you know how do you feel about having like a, a man or your partner in the spotlight? Like, how does that make you feel? Could you handle it? Like, um, because I'm not really in my eyes, as far as like, if you're just looking through social media, I'm not the ideal like boyfriend, you know, in my opinion, like just from like my content, everything like that, but I'm behind the lens, like I'm behind all that. So I know myself, but just basing it off of what you see, I mean, that's got to be tough. And I'm aware of that. So I, I make sure like I lead with being like self-aware, like this is what's going on and this is what's most likely going to happen. And this is where I see myself. So if you're not prepared to kind of take little tidbits of that journey with me, then this isn't going to work. So that was a long-winded answer. I'm sorry. No, I'm no. I, I I appreciate your, your candor though. And I appreciate like your honesty in in you know in trying to create a connection with anybody like being up front like look at my instagram this is what i'm doing like this is this is my business this is how i'm operating um yeah. and like knowing the difference between like what is real versus mm -hmm. you know like what is just going to sell at the moment right like i'm i'm learning that too with my social media i'm just like you know i'll put things on there that um are not as uh, appealing is what you put for sure. Like definitely everyone go follow Romeo uh, and enjoy and savor the content. Um, but then also, you know, uh, I put things on there mainly for just like myself to feel good, to feel empowered also to maybe work with certain brands, right? Like to get, you know, those connections and everything. And yeah, you're right. While those compliments and the little emojis are nice and everything at the end of the day, it's about the real world kind of shit that like impacts me, whether yeah. it's, you know, needing to pay for this podcast, needing to pay for all of these things or just like the connections that I have. Right. Like I don't when I date and like a guy is getting all of the information about me from my Instagram, like that's an immediate red flag, immediate yeah. like turn off like you're not trying to get to know me as a person behind the camera like who I really am you're only seeing this like polished sexy pretty version of me um that's that's not enough right like you you want to be able to um you know make a real genuine connection real world genuine connection with someone so I mean I commend you for what you're doing and I again I appreciate like you know your honesty around that um, really quick, is there a character name or 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 anything for that voice? Because that voice was so funny. <laughs> um, that's my that's my my girl voice because it's the nagging like. That's your girl voice? Oh no, you need to seriously. Now I'm not, and I'm not saying every girl, but like that's the voice I hear like when it's just like it's almost like a, a gnat stuck in your ear that you just yeah. can't get out, and it's the same like. <laughs> It's the same thing over and over again on repeat. And it's like, I explained this to you. What the fuck? Anywho. 
We got to give her a name at some point. <laughs> uh, it's going to be something old, like Bethune or something. Ger- Gertrude Bethune. Gertrude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gertrude Bethune. Okay. Love it. That's it. Um, awesome. Can you, uh, I think I put this on here. Um, so any like best or worst dating stories that you have? Shit, my life is the worst. Your story. life? No. Um... <laughs> you want to unpack that a little bit? No. It <laughs> sounded sad and horrible. <laughs> no. Um, uh, I've got so many terrible dating stories. Like, I don't know if you watch, you watch Seinfeld at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my life, my life is basically, I'm it. a mixture of all characters. Okay. And so what goes on in an episode of Seinfeld is like, I shit you not has been my life since I was a child. So it's it's a it's a comedy, but I'm so used to it, you know, and my friends are used to it after like being around me so long. Like, did that just happen? Like, oh, because Romeo's here. Um <laughs> but it's just it's just uh, uh, uh to the point where yeah. I don't I don't even I've never I'm and I'm just not the type of guy to like go up to a woman that's never been really? me because i've always had i've always had like the fear of rejection and that that goes back to like my mother saying you're the best or blah, blah blah and then when i was 13 and i wanted to talk to i won't say her name and then she was just like yeah get out of here and i was like oh okay i guess i gotta get out of here so ever since then Don't it's always been balloon. like right <laughs> Get out of here. Ever since, yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Um, I don't know why she was like a 60s gangster, too. Um, <laughs> but ever since then, like, I, I've basically said it's got to be a mutual thing. And majority of like women I've met, it's been kind of through a friend or like I see you seeing me or I, or you see me seeing you. And then we happen to end up in like the same spot in the bar or something and whatever. Mm. But I, I don't have that, I don't have like that confidence to be like, uh, I don't even know what to fucking say, like, <laughs> hey, you, you want to, I don't even know, what do you do? You just go up to him. I don't, I don't have that. Like, that's not in me. Let me coach you right now. Give you a little. The best I got is like, I, I can stare at you. Like, I can stare at you so nicely from across the bar. Like, make sure you see me and like, make sure we see each other. Mm-hmm. But as far as that, like me coming up to you and then you being like, yeah, my fucking face. I'm just here to like be with my <laughs> girls. I always take it as like kind of far. They might they might not yeah. say that, but yeah, you know, I'm saying what's the worst that could happen? And I put that in scenario wise. I'm like, that could happen to you. And then when it does happen to me, like what's my exit strategy? Do I do I scurry or do like I do do I somersault? Like, do I tuck? Like, how do I get out of that situation? Because I don't want to be there anymore after I'm embarrassed. And I see it happen to other guys, and I'm like, whew. That's tough, and I don't want to. I don't know. I just wow. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, Romeo, I'm I'm shocked. Um, no, for I'm anybody, sure. for anybody that's listening, go to Spotify because the Spotify podcast is a video podcast, so you'll see Romeo, and also go follow Romeo. You fine as fuck. So I'm like, I'm sitting, it. literally sitting here, like, what do you mean you don't have any confidence? But then again, like it's I not also... confidence to me. It's yeah. more like it's it's more so the fear of rejection outweighs yeah. everything. Because like, what if we were just having a good time, and now I can't have a good time in that same spot because now I'm stupid. I'm probably gonna start sweating. 
It's like, yo, let's just go. So to avoid all that, let's just continue to have a good time. So when I go out with like my friends, you anybody that's seen me out like knows like me and my boys are just laughing like hyenas. And it's like, yo, these guys are outlandish, but that's all we do. Like we go out and we laugh mm. and that might draw attention, but like we're just laughing at shit just from people watching that kind of shit just happens. But I, I'm Got just it. never, I'm, ladies, I'm, I'm never going to approach you. I'm wow. just, that's not me. I'm not that guy. Sorry. You know what, yeah. though? I, I appreciate the honesty, though, because, like, I definitely, I think I, I can relate, too. It's like, well, one, first of all, for everyone, like, we don't know, like, what's really going on in somebody's head, right? Like, I can yeah. look at a guy like you and be like, oh, he's probably so confident. He's probably some player. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with me, da 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 and like, meanwhile, you're maybe looking at me like thinking of like these worst case scenarios and like, you know, the anxiety or whatever, right? Like that fear is innate in everybody. So I, I mean, I would say like for you and for anyone listening, like if you feel that anxiety, you feel that fear, chances are everybody is. So don't like, you don't have to necessarily worry too much about it because what is the worst thing that happens, right? Like they reject you okay, you have to walk away or whatever and maybe nah, be... I think you just turn to dust. <laughs> you turn to dust. <laughs> like automatically, like, oh, where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> you just die. You evaporate. Yeah. A meteor just slams into you. Um, no, the worst that happens is that you, you get rejected and you have to kind of walk away, which honestly, like, maybe that's, that's part of our healing though, right? Like, if you and I grew up in, like, that similar environment where we just have these, like, expectation for ourselves maybe we do need to fail. Maybe we do need a little bit of like that, um, you know, that, re that reality check or I don't know, whatever it is that kind of give us that confidence again, or just, or just to just feel comfortable. Right. Like I think for me, the ultimate aim is to be in a state of just <laughs> relax and peace wherever I go. Cause it's easy yeah. for me to just be, be anxious anywhere outside of my apartment. The second I leave the door, I am immediately anxious and like freaking out about like the worst possible scenarios but that's been my work is just like okay how can i be in a state of and i'm going to quote lauren smith on this but authentic peace as opposed to like being like my authentic self i'm going to be in this state of just authentic peace where i just i i'm just good in my skin and bones and that's it and that's enough right yeah so i feel you on on all of that i commend you and i'm, I'm still shocked like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a shooter. <laughs> I'm not a shooter. Yeah. And I, I didn't, my therapist says it is, but what does she know? Um, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> there's two things I don't understand and I'm not, I'm like not knocking anyone and I'm not judging anyone, but she's been trying to tell me for a long time. She's like, that's anxiety. And I'm like, but I'm not anxious about it because I know that I am not going to do it. So it's mm. not, it's not that, it's not that like I'm sweating and I'm so worried about it. I just know that inside, like, yo, I literally just came out to have a couple drinks and like laugh with my boys and I'm just not yeah. concerned with women. So like, it's just never in the back of my mind, like, oh, she's gonna reject me because I can stop that. I can just not do that. And like, who am I to think that every woman is attracted to me? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's fucking, that's an odd thing that, yeah. that's ballsy to think that a woman or anybody is automatically attracted to you. Like that's, that to me is kind of crazy. So, sorry, you just I'm blew my mind. No, you just blew my mind with that statement. And also, like, 
that that thought one for men, but then also for women, like to not assume that every guy is just out here like looking for ass, right? Like a yeah. guy like you isn't automatically like out with his boys, like trying to get you know women. It could be, like men can very just well like want to yeah. just go and have a have a nice guys night or have a just even if you're at a restaurant by yourself, like men are straight men. I'm talking again specifically heterosexual straight men. They're allowed to just like be and that's okay and like we don't have to think like oh he's gonna hit on me or oh you know he's he's not giving me attention because he must be blah 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 blah. like do you know the do you know the other side of that the other side of that is when i am approached by a woman and i'm automatically supposed to give her my number we're supposed to do all this other stuff and if i'm like i'm good then then i'm either gay Mm. or I'm all types of fucking ugly or I'm cocky or I'm conceited on everything. Like you should hear the names. Mm, Oh, that's cool because like, I know who you are and blah, blah. And like one, you came up to me and like, yo, I'm just here chilling. And it didn't even have to turn this way. So that also adds on to like the whole rejection thing is like, okay, so one, what if I, what if, what if I'm not even attracted to you? What if you're not attracted to me? So then I'm all these things because you didn't get your way. So it's kind of like, yo, I just go out and I just, I literally go out to have a good time and that's it. I don't have have zero expectations when I go out. And I think because of that is why I have so much fun. Cause I'm I'm just, I'm just there to have a good time. Like I'm out on like, oh yeah. <laughs> Looking for your Gertrude Bethune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, keep doing that. That's, I mean, that's probably the best way that you're going to really meet someone who's like genuinely there for you is, is when you're just, again, in your like authentic piece, doing your thing, yeah. living life. The universe just sort of gives you somebody who's in that same, you know, energy. So. Mm-hmm. Or not, or not, or not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. Also, that doesn't have to be. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what are some of your biggest like turn ons or turn offs in a partner? Uh, hell yeah, let me get my list oh. of turn offs. Oh, um, <laughs> definitely jealousy. Um, again, my therapist tried to explain to me I don't understand jealousy because in my eyes, like we're all going through something. So to think you're going to base that off of looks is just crazy to me. So I, I just don't understand jealousy. Um, women that aren't self-aware and um, dishonesty because um, getting back to like being out or whatever, if a woman does approach me, I'll ask you like, what do you want? Like not even being like a dick, not like, what do you want? Get out of here. But like, like, what do you want? Like, what are you looking for? And it's usually the same fucking BS, which is a fucking lie because you're not even prepared for that. So and then I ask a couple follow-up questions and then it comes out that like you're you're really not prepared for that. And you may want that with somebody that is where you are, but like when I tell you what I want to do, I'm gonna ask you, like, are you prepared for that? And then it's kind of oh, this is kind of like a heavy conversation for meeting someone in seven minutes or whatever. But I I value my time, honestly. Like I value my time and when I'm out. I really just came to have a good time. So like when we're speaking and we're bullshitting, like let's let's talk, like let's really get down to it. And I'm just super direct. Like I'm very direct. And some people say it comes off kind of dickish, but I'm really not. I'm just trying to like, we can cut through all this. Like if you want to fuck, then 
say it in your girl way and like I can address it that way you know what I mean because like no not too many women like, oh, the fuck. but um <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean outside of my <laughs> outside of my dms that rarely happens but <laughs> okay. God, I, got I mean they make their little the internet like, no shame the internet no, no lady oh. behavior and the internet it's like it's yeah, yeah there's no but um <laughs> I just, it's, it's really jealousy because I don't understand, I don't understand jealousy. Even in myself, like I have zero sense of jealousy. Mm. I just, everybody's going through something. And if you approach it, like, you know that someone else has their own shit, like their shit could be worse than yours. But because he's taller, he's got less problems. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's great. I, I honestly, I feel like you, you definitely exhibit a lot of like, that more secure kind of attachment style of just like, I know what I want. I know what I can give at this time or in this moment. So like, let's not even waste time with like the, the small talk, the chitter chatter, like let's go right into the core of it. And I really appreciate that. And I think like it's, yeah, it's blunt, it's direct, but also like I'm not wasting my time or catching feelings before and, and, putting myself in a situation with somebody who cannot or will not offer me, you know, yeah. what I'm looking for. Right. And I do think like women in particular, I was, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even talk about women in particular. I will admit like it previously prior to like really knowing and understanding who I am. I was one of those women who would just be like, okay, what is he, what is he looking for? Yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, no, you, Olivia, you can't do you know, an open thing. You can't do, uh, let's just see where this goes or whatever. Like you, if you want a relationship, if you want this then just state that. And yeah, I also think your, your point about like, um, are you really ready for it? That's a good question for everybody to just kind of ask themselves. Like if you, if you know, and you think this is what I want, okay. Is my life really in a position where one, I, I can have that, right? Like, you're out here living with five roommates. I don't think like you're really in a position to say like, yeah, I want a husband. Like what? Um, you know, things like that. But then also just emotionally too. Like if you want that partnership for a really long time, I only attracted emotionally unavailable men because I was emotionally unavailable. Right. And I'm over here like, why won't he, in my Gertrude voice, why won't he go. like, why Welcome. won't he like, you know, do this and, do that? and I'm like, Olivia, you're not even doing that for yourself. So yeah. how do you expect a man to do that for you? So yeah, I, I, I think you're you're on the right track. And I, I'm appreciating also what you're talking about in terms of the reciprocity of a relationship. Mm. That's the best way we can really combat these like gender norms where we we do put a lot on men to um, deliver certain things and be a certain way or act masculine in this way by, yeah. you know, doing all these things. But ladies if you like it and you want him like shoot your shot you know like if you want to get a gift if you want to like pay for if you can pay for the meal like i love treating a guy to a nice meal like that's the one thing like i will definitely do because i like to treat myself to a nice meal you know you so go. let's just enjoy that together right yeah i appreciate all of all of that um can you uh turn ons like what are your turn ons um i love a woman that can hustle Oh God, that's my, that's my favorite shit. Like if a woman is, if a woman is busy, um, that's my shit because I know that that time that you're giving me and that time that I'm giving you, like we're actually making our schedules meet. And um, like my love language isn't even um, just spending time or quality time. Like that's, a, that's not even like my shit, but I know that like 
since I value my time and like I'm making space for you and you're making space for me, then that's just more special to me. Cause I know like you're in the ground, you're in the house, you're doing it by yourself and doing this and, and I can relate to that. So hustler, definitely like into fitness. Cause I love, I love fitness. Like this is like my passion and um, like a thinker. I, I like a thinker. Cause I, I like to, I really like to learn. Like if mm -hmm. I can learn from you, then you can get a lot if I can learn from you. You can get a lot if I can learn from you. <laughs> you can get a lot. But um, yeah, those three things are, are my top. And then actually above all that is definitely being self-aware. But I'm hoping yeah. that is, it's tough because I'm, I'm in my 40s. Um, so my whole thoughts on dating is, or is so different because I've seen, I've seen like the love of grandparents. I've seen the love of parents and like, I've seen generations and although it could have been not the best and very transactional, transactional, um, like I, I get, I get like what I've seen and like what I see on the internet is like, you guys are taking this off of an entertainment site and you guys are nuts. Mm -hmm this site is here to entertain you and you're getting all of your love advice. You're getting all of your news, you're getting everything. And like, you're not able to disconnect and you're not able to separate. So where are we going to go? You know? Mm. So. Absolutely. Get off the interwebs and disconnect. That's it. Disconnect. That's get do. into the real world. Get in the real world. Love grab it. Um, grab a book. <laughs> Yo, that's not my dating profile. Grab a book. Okay. <laughs> Um, my last question, how do you feel like you heal through love? All right. So I read that one and I don't, that's not for me. I can't heal through like love, like outwardly. Um, anytime like I've needed to heal, like I know when I need to step back and it's, it's so much like self-love and doing like heartaches and breakups, I'm able to just be like, um, I'm not dating nobody for however long like I need to and like that gets me refocused on like my goals and everything because when you start dating like you know it's kind of like a distraction in a sense it's kind of not slowing you down but you're just I'm just personally not as focused on where I was going it's kind of like all right well now I got a passenger so I have to drive the speed limit when I'm doing I'm doing 90 before now I gotta go 65 but um so it's it's just a whole self-love thing like I'm huge on therapy I've been therapy for a very long time and like I know how to disconnect and I know how to like read and get my information that like I want to be fed and like I want to absorb so I'll take that and I'll see like what can I bring to like my next situation because it's very easy to just be like the victim and be like oh she did this she did that but like I'm big on cause and effect so I was probably doing some dumb shit and she called me out on it or she's upset about it so let me just kind of dial it back and be like, all right, Romeo, like, what can you do better? You know, I'd rather, I'd rather take it on my shoulders and learn something from it through me than, than just be living victimhood. Like, that's just not my, I don't live there. So. Mm. Romeo, that's healing through love. That's like, because <laughs> my I, own I, love, self love. Right, though. right, right. That, yeah. And I think that includes that. And maybe I, maybe I need to adjust the wording on that question, but like, yeah, when I, when I wrote it, I thought love as in, all the forms, but particularly self-love, love in the form of like 
you know, maybe it is diving into your work a little bit more and your craft, right? Maybe it's um, physical health and like well-being and working out, right? Um, and then at the same time, that accountability factor, right? Like that self-accountability and self-reflection, like that yeah. is the biggest form of love that we can show to ourselves and other people. Because when we when we are able to look back at a past relationship and say, okay, this is what I did, this is what I could have done, da 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 then when we go, you know, if and when we go into an, the next one, we're more informed, right? We're more aware of ourselves. We we hopefully, you know, are not repeating patterns or mistakes or anything like that. But we just come with a little bit more like clarity and confidence in who we are and what we want. And I think like that's the best form of love that we can do. So yeah. you're, you're doing it. You're okay. doing it. It's great. Um Romeo, how can people find you? Where can they keep up with you? All of that. Um, right now, I'm just on Instagram because TikTok banned me, but I was wild. It's a lot. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? Yeah, I got banned last year, but I, I was wild. I must say, I, I was my bad TikTok. Um, <laughs> okay. So Instagram. And then I tried again and I was like, eh, no, nah, this ain't for me because I was like, nah. <laughs> but um, Instagram, giraffe908. Uh, 908, giraffe908. And it's not the other imposters I try to, and I will never DM you and ask you for money. You can always give me money directly to my page. You can just, hey, I want to give you money. Um, not that it ever happens. I wish it would. But yes, Giraffe nine oh eight. Uh, I'm on. I'm on the gram. That's it right now. All right, go follow Romeo. Enjoy the content. Give him money if you so feel inclined. Like you need to. Yeah. Are you are you able to get on the subscriptions part of it? Man. I was on a subscription thing and it was three options, $2.99, $4.99, and $19.99. So me being me, I chose a $19.99 because I'm not asking you for $2.99. It's just think big, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But, I mean, the options yeah. there, yeah. <laughs> and then like what I was planning on doing, Instagram wasn't going to let me do it. So I was like, you know what? Mm. Let me just chill. And then, um, so now nah, no subscription. I'm good. I'm just, that's where I'm at. I feel that. Well, go enjoy Romeo while it's while he's free, <laughs> but then also you know maybe buy him a coffee or something. Um, no, not coffee or whatever. Two, three, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, Romeo, this has been really, really insightful. Thank you so much for your words. Um, I really just appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Healing Through Love. You can find links on how to get in contact with today's guest in the show notes. So head on over there, continue the conversation. Be sure to follow, get notified about the next episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.